building fund and launching this thing. And then next, you know, next week will be the first fruits, and uh, which will include your first month's pledge. And then after that, we'll just pledge on a monthly basis. But, you know, when the pledges came in a couple of weeks ago, and um, we were just uh, so overwhelmed at how graciously uh, this congregation gave, because we we knew we knew that that we're giving out of our want, not out of our excess. And we've heard some testimonies uh, here today uh, concerning that. I was praying and I was talking to the Lord and I, and I was saying, God, you know, we're doing another weekend. Do you, uh, trying to find the, the mind and the will of God, the way and the purpose of God. And, you know, what, what, what direction do you want me to go? And do you want me to just teach on something just totally different? Or do you want me to stay in this, uh, this vein? And the Lord dropped this. Uh, upon me, these uh, set of scriptures that I'm just going to talk to us about that I think just sort of fits us. I, I, I feel like the Lord spoke to me and said, this is how I'm viewing this from uh, this congregation. And uh, I want to minister on that. Now listen, everybody say sanctuary offering. I know there's others of you that could have testified, but you're really shy. But between now and next Sunday, I hope you check your mail every day. I hope you're looking down everywhere as you go. <laughs> I'm looking everywhere as I go. Trying to find however the Lord uh, may do it. We heard some powerful testimonies today. I mean, we're talking loans that are being paid off that would have taken years and years to do that God just wiped out because you made some small uh, sacrifice. I remember when we were uh, evangelizing, and I, I know you're, you're standing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll do this real quick. We were evangelizing, and, you know, as evangelists, you, you never know whether you're going to eat beans and rice or whether you're going to eat. I don't think we ever ate steak evangelizing, but uh, pork chops. Okay. And you just really don't know what, you know, you might be getting. But uh, we was at camp meeting, and the Lord, my wife and I, we were evangelizing together. We was driving around in a, a Buick Regal, 1979 Buick Regal. Hallelujah. But it was paid for. And you can be seated. You can be seated. And, uh, and so I just realized I was going to go longer. So anyway, all right. I'm getting nice in my old age. And we were at camp in Louisiana. And the incoming evangelist is very, you know, very small for the most part. So, unless you preach for us. <laughs> but we were, we were at camp and the Lord moved on me to take on this missionary. And we were already supporting one, $20 a month. That was a lot back in 80, 1980. And, well, no, it was later than that. It's 85, I think, 85, 86, yeah. We were married in 86. Okay, so we were together, so it had to be at least 86. Okay, 86, 87, something. So we were there, and, and uh, the Lord moved on me to take on this missionary for $20 a month. And I said, Lord, I, uh, that's, you know, that's a lot of money. And I, I looked at my wife, and she's always been... Uh, very much agreeable with me when she, when I tell her that I feel the Lord has um, said this. And when she's not in agreement with me, she'll look right at me and say, did the Lord say that? Because if the Lord didn't say that, we're going to talk. But if the Lord said that, we're not. 
So I told her, I really feel like the Lord wants us to do this. So we stood up and we took them off for $20 a month. Now, we were riding around this Buick Regal. And after that service at camp, a man came up to me and shook my hand. And he had a set of keys in that hand. And it was the year, the first year that the Chevy had came out with that curved front. Y'all remember that way back a long time ago? 1989 or 88, something like that. He put those keys in my hand. And he said, son, the Lord, this was a three-quarter ton, fully loaded, 19, brand new. It only had 1,800 miles on it. He put those keys in my hands, and he said, the Lord told me to give you this truck. I gave him 20 bucks, and God gave me 20,000. And that's how it works. That's how it works. He provides our need. This was a need that Elizabeth and I had. We were able to go from a little car to a bigger truck, put a camper on it, and hang our clothes up a little bit. And, and then he provided later for a trailer, et cetera, why we evangelize. And the Lord, the Lord moved on me. So I'm hearing these testimonies today. And everyone giving out of their want, not their, not their excess, but, but giving out of the little, and as I'm listening to those testimonies, I realize that God is letting me hear what he saw that I could not see. When he laid this little message he wants me to talk to you about today for a few minutes, when he put this in my heart, he saw what I could not see. He knew from what you were giving, but he also knew how he was providing. And there's going to be many, many more of us across this congregation that God is going to do something wonderful for, something incredible. He might take care of a debt of something that you heard that frees up. You know, he comes in and he takes care of a debt that's $175 a month is what is required of you. And God takes care of that. He's here to say, I'm not doing that for you. So you can go out and get another vehicle or whatever that's going to be a payment for he said i'm doing that for you because that sanctuary offering i'm freeing you up so you can give to my sanctuary the lord jesus says to my place that i'm going to build for this church i'm helping you help me to make this happen that's just so incredible what god is doing and, and you're going to see it you're going to see this you're going to see it happen you're going to see it happen and I know that there's going to be another, just between just the next seven days, there's going to be testimonies. Before we come down here and rejoice and give our, our first fruits offering, there's going to be testimonies. And we're going to give them again next week. And people are going to testify about what the Lord did between now and next Sunday. And if you want to be one of those, could you just lift your hands and lift your head and just cry out to him right now. Father, I love you. We praise you. We adore you, Lord. We open up ourselves to you. We're yours. Everything we have is yours, God. We call on your name, Lord. Open up the windows of heaven upon your people. Do these miracles, Lord, that we might, that we might take this sanctuary offering and give it unto the Lord that it can be built. And everybody say thank you Jesus. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8 verse 1. You can remain seated. Moreover brethren we do to wit of the grace of God uh, the grace of God bestowed 
on the churches of Macedonia. Now notice how Paul starts out with this little writing to the church of Corinth. He says, I want to bring to your attention that we have all witnessed. That's what that little word there, wit, right? We have all witnessed the grace of God that has been poured out on the Macedonians. Then Paul continues to talk to the church of Corinth and uh, letting them know, you know what happened, where this came from. Look at this. How that in great trial of affliction, while the Macedonians were going through very difficult times, just like Madagascar, where the Yamers came from, going through difficult times. A lot of places don't even have running water or electric and uh, the, the basics that you and I are just used to having every day. They, he said, the Macedonians were going through a great trial. Now, 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 you have to understand something. This is Paul the apostle using the word great. This is the man that later says, I was beaten three times, 39 stripes, save one. I was shipwrecked. I was left for dead. I was uh, fastings and starvations and all of these things. This is coming from a man that knows and understands what it means to suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul the Apostle says how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep Poverty. And so Paul is saying, we're looking at a people who are very, very poor. They are in incredible, difficult, hard times. And their deep poverty ab abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power, he said, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Then Paul, Paul goes on here to describe something that we kind of kind of need to understand what what he's saying here. Now Paul it realizes the difficulty of the Macedonians. He realizes uh, how poor they are. He understands the uh, affliction that they are in. And uh, they have, watch this, they contacted Paul when they heard, uh, uh, when they heard about the famine, I think it was that Jordan was in at the time, the famine that was going on, and the families that were starving and all of the hardship uh, on the house of God, even in their own affliction, they contacted Apostle Paul. And, and Paul says in verse number 4, he says, pray. Now that word, uh, that word they're using here isn't so much as praying to God, but it is, uh, it is a word being translated for begging. They called me begging me uh, with 
earnest with much uh, entreaty or earnestly or asking intently that we would receive the gift or the favor and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Now what Paul the Apostle is saying here is that in their difficulty, in the Macedonians' affliction, in their poverty, they heard about another brother. They heard about another need. They got a hold of Paul and said, Paul, we want to collect an offering and we want to give. Paul the Apostle, no doubt, said, look, you have your own problems. You have your own situations. You have your own difficulties. You are in great affliction. You are poor yourself. You just keep to yourself what you have, and we'll take care of this situation over here. But Paul said they would not receive that. They began to beg. They began to plead. They said, Paul, please, please let us give. Please. Let us collect among ourselves and give to the need of the brethren. Look at verse number 5. And this they did. Now look at Paul's word. Not as we hoped. Now that word means expected there. Paul is saying, okay, so I said to Macedonians, let's, let's go ahead, you know, uh, send in your $10, send in your, you know, your little bit that you're going to be able to collect because there's no money amongst you and, and you're poor and you're afflicted and, and there's just no way you're going to be able to give a lot. He said, but go ahead and send it in. And then Paul says, and they did and it was beyond anything that I could have ever imagined I think Paul the apostle is trying to tell us that when a people stepped up and said even in our affliction even in our poverty even in our hardship we see a need and we're going to collect among ourselves and we're going to give that when God's kids does that God will step up and he will enable us to do above and beyond anything we could expect or imagine. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what God is going to do for you. Tell someone else, that's what God's going to do for you. I lost my pen. There it is. Thank you. I found it. And so he said, he said, this is beyond anything that I was expecting. Now, Paul the Apostle says something here we'll come back to. He said, they first gave their own selves to the Lord. So you can't really give to God until you give yourself. Amen. Paul is saying right here, the reason why, watch me now, the reason why in their affliction, the reason why in their poverty, the reason why in, in their difficulty, they were able to say amongst themselves, let's collect. We want to give to the need. We see a need and we're going to give. What's because they had already given themselves to God. That's Paul's way of saying this. 
My hardship, God, is your hardship. My poverty is your poverty. My difficulty is your difficulty. My problems are your problems. I gave who I am and what I am unto God. And God will take care of me. God will provide. God sees me. If I'll help my brother in Jordan, then God will help me. If I'll give to build his house, God will build mine. If I'll bless here, God will bless there. It's how God works. Come on, put your hands together. Woo! My Lord, have mercy. Paul said, they gave beyond what I expected. Let pastor stop right here and say this. I hope you don't misunderstand me. But what you did two weeks ago was amazing to me. I really didn't expect it. When we added all that up, I really, I'll have to be honest with you. I said we'll probably get about $3,000 a month in pledges. I'm just going by history and by what I know and by little carnal thinking. When we added all that up and it was $7,000 a month for from you precious people we begin to weep right there on the couch I said God how are they going to do this how are they going to make this happen how's this going to come to pass and I'm here to tell you today that God put this in my heart because he sees us as the Macedonians that out of our poverty out of our afflictions out of our difficulties we reached in and we grabbed and we gave and we sacrificed. God is pleased. Come on. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship our God. He's pleased. Come on, somebody. Send up a praise to him. Send up a praise to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be seated for a few more minutes. I'll be done shortly. I see my notes. It was actually Judea, not Jordan. I couldn't remember what city it was, but it was the Judeans anyway that they were, that they were given unto. And God was so pleased that Paul started out. He started out on that on that uh, these few verses. He said to the Corinthians, We have witnessed. The grace of God being poured out on the Macedonians. I'm here to tell you, while you were standing up testifying, 30,000 over here wiped out, 37,000 over there wiped out. Money you thought you'd never see comes in the mail. Money we find in places at our feet. What is it? It's the grace of God being poured out on this congregation. That's why I know it's going to happen over and over and over and over. Can I be so brave to say, listen, listen to pastor. It's not going to be some multimillionaire that shows out, shows up and writes some big check so that he can get the glory and pay for that building. I'm telling you where it's coming from. God's going to bless you and he's going to bless you and he's going to bless you. He's going to bless our businesses. He's going to bless our jobs. He's going to bring the favor of men and they're going to give during our bosom. God's going to pull from the 
the monies of Egypt. He's going to put it into the hands of the church. And we're going to do this thing for the glory of God. Does anybody believe this with pastor? Do you really believe it? Now be careful. Don't be like the guard at the gate. When Elijah or Elijah, I don't know which one it was, said, tomorrow wheat will be for a penny and barley for a half shekel. And the guard said, if God opened the windows of heaven, this thing will not be. Elijah, Elijah looked at him and said, prophet looked at him and said this. He said, sir, it will happen and you will see it, but you will not partake of it. We don't want to be that person. We want to join in with this thing. We want to say, God, while you're blessing, here I am. God, you can trust me. Somebody shout it out, sanctuary money. Come on, shout it with gusto. One more time. God's going to put it in your hands. It's going to come to you unexpectedly. That's what Paul said of the Macedonians. He said, I never expected this. How could this ever happen except the grace of God? Paul, Paul stood there and he looked at that offering. I'm looking for a bigger bill I can find. We're so oneness. Just today I'll let you be Trinitarian. In fact, why not just why not just polygonus? What do you call that word? When you believe in many gods. I wish I, wish I had a, a Buddhist here. They've got 380 million. We're so oneness. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just having fun. Paul looked at that basket. And he said, how is this possible? And the Holy Ghost spoke to him. And said, because I have poured out my grace. Remember when they called you, Paul, AT&T Collect? Because they didn't have money to pay for the phone call. Remember when they called you and you answered and the bishop of Macedonia said, hey, we heard about the need in Judea. People are starving there. We want to we wanna be able to give to that to that need and Paul said no you just keep that he said you remember that Paul you remember what that bishop of Macedonia said to you he began to beg you he said please don't rob me don't rob us of this blessing please please let us give please send somebody to collect this or let me send someone 
to give it to you. And they collected amongst themselves. And I would imagine even it even blew the bishop's mind a little bit. He probably himself just thought a few trickles of a, a few shekels and maybe a, maybe some snap beans in a turkey. I don't know what would come to kind of relieve this relieve this this starvation of Judea. And he just sat there and it just kept coming. And it just kept coming. And it just kept coming. Where's this coming from, God? I'll tell you where it's coming from. Everybody that set in their heart that I will give. God said, I made a way that they couldn't only give what they said they would. But I made a way where they could give even more. And that's where this is coming from. I'm pouring out my grace on everyone in their affliction. Everyone in their poverty. Everyone in their hardship. Stood up anyway and said, I see a need. We need to have. We need to have this building. We're done. We're done here. We got to get out. We got to move on. I see the need I can't give much but this is what I'll give some of you just wrote a dollar a month on a pledge and I said that's okay because it wasn't the amount it was the fact that you were willing to get on board I said listen let's everybody get on board let's not have one not giving let's show God we're all involved we're all in this we're all together And if you weren't here a couple of Sundays ago, you haven't filled out a pledge form, you can see an usher on the way out. Usher, get a stack of those forms, stand at the door and wave them. In fact, in the middle of this anointing, if you weren't here and you never did receive a pledge form, would you raise your hand, usher? Do we have any? Do we have any? Where's my usher? Do we have any? No more. See how great you people are. So we'll have them Sunday. They'll be in the bulletin. We'll put them in the bulletin. We'll have extras. And that way, if there's 10 or 15 of you weren't able to get on board and fill that out, you can do it. I told you. I said, listen, I don't care if it's a dollar. I just want you involved. I just want you a part of it. Because I knew the moment you wrote your name and you put an amount, if you would have listened closely, you would have heard the screeching of the hinges of the windows of heaven right above your head. Because when you put that amount on there, God opened up the window of heaven over you. You believe that? Put your hands together. My Lord, I feel such an anointing. I feel such a power of God. I feel such a prophetic spirit in this place of the blessings that are coming, things that God is going to do. And you wrote down your little bit or maybe a lot. It doesn't matter. It's always proportional with God. It's not how much. It's the proportion of what you have. And we, we understand that. So you gave what you could. And the window of heaven began to open. And what you're going to see is as the days go on, things are going to keep coming. Not just this month. Not just over the next week. The next month, you know, I pledge $20, you say, $20 a month, and, and I'm going to give that. During that month, God's going to put $100 in your hand, 
and you're going to go to use it for something else. <laughs> that, old, that old dress, you know, sister, you already talked to your husband, sister Legis. He said, honey, you got to build me another closet. <laughs> that was true, wasn't it? I know it's true. That's why I'm the prophet. You got to build me another closet. And the Lord says, no, I think the 487 dresses you have is enough. You only need 365, one for every year, every day of the year. That's all you actually need. You're going to build me a... Build me another closet. She got that money in her hand. She's making her way to buy that fine dress again. Boy, she wears some dresses too. Stand up, Sister Legis. Tell me that ain't beautiful. Look at that. She can wear some dresses. Buys one for my wife every once in a while. I'm trying to get, oh, Brother Rod's not here. Brother Ron, Ron Williams. You ever see him dress? My wife's trying to get him to bring me. Oh, there's his wife. My wife's trying to get him to bring me to a dress store. And uh, I think I look pretty good as I am. That's a nice tie. Thank you, baby. This is the tie that the church got me for Father's Day. Y'all did this. Y'all got me this for Father's Day. I appreciate it. Where was I? Hoya. Oh, yeah. And so all of a sudden the Lord spoke to her. And I'm closing, by the way. The Lord spoke to her and said, no, 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 no. You're not going to go buy no dress. No, not going to happen. That's sanctuary money. You're going to go back home. That's sanctuary money. Now you need to listen to pastor because I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Some of y'all got money in, the, money in the bank. I know it ain't you, darling. I'm looking at you because I know it ain't you. Because you're about to get married. So if there is some money in the bank, it's about to be gone. So I, I understand that. I like to pick on people that I know is not guilty. So I'm not going to look at Brother uh, brother uh, Cowell. I love you, buddy. Some of you got money in the bank. Hopefully I'm prophesying. You're saving up for your nest egg. God says he wants you to at least listen to him. He won't take it all from you. And you know what I love about the Lord? Is sometimes he just wants to see what you're willing to do. Are you willing to do it? You know, one of them came up to the Lord and said, Lord, I want to be your disciple. And the Lord looked at him. And he said, go sell everything you have. Everything. Give it to the poor. He didn't say bring it to me. He said, give it to the poor and come follow me. And what did the Bible say? He walked away sadly because he had much riches. Then he's at Zach's house. Huh? Zach, Zacharias. Zach, Zacchaeus. The guy he got from the tree. Zacchaeus comes down. And the Lord, and Zacchaeus says to the Lord, he says, I have sold half, half of my goods. And I have restored everyone that I stole from double 
And the Lord said, this day has salvation come to this house. Now, wait a minute. He told the other guy, do it all. Zach says he only did half. Where your treasures are. You can't give yourself to God without giving him your treasures. And you'll never give your treasures unless you give yourself to God. It just They're just intertwined with one another and you can't break them apart. So I'm done. I'm actually just got to my notes, my notes here, but I'm done. Three things real quick. No, I'm just going to read them real fast. So they gave unexpectedly. How? Generously. Generously. The second thing that Paul noted, they gave unexpectedly, willingly. Everybody say willingly. In fact, they found pleasure. And when he, would, when he refused to let him do it, let them do it. They begged him. Don't take this blessing from us, they said. And they gave of themselves. Let's stand. And uh, you know, Jesse, no music necessary. We're all going to come to the altar. So if, if you're a member, we want you to come to the altar. And we're going to get our sister ready here in just a little bit. We're going to baptize her in Jesus' name. Excited about that. Amen. Let's make a way to the altar. So much here, the Lord. But I believe God has said what he wanted to say. So many things, Brother Corinthian taught on at the 10 o'clock lesson that I was going to deal with. Praise God. Whoo, my, my, my. The anointing is in this place. Anointing is in this place. Let, don't clog up my aisles. So go to the right or the left. Don't clog up the aisles. You guys are always aisle cloggers. And don't be afraid to come. I'm not going to ask you to give anything. We're just praying. As a church, don't clog up my aisles. Come forward or go to the right or the left as they try to get through. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. While they're coming, let's just, let's just thank him together. Let's just, just talk to him for a second. I'm telling you, if you'll listen, you'll hear that window. You'll hear it open up. Above your head. This is what God is doing. It's what God's doing for this church. What he's doing for us. He's opening up these windows. He's going to pour out this abundant grace. The Lord has come to tell us he's pleased. He's pleased with your sacrifice. He's pleased that, that you joined in. He's pleased that you joined in. The amount didn't matter to him. He's just thankful that you were willing to say, I'm going to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this. You know, when they were calling to build the temple, and, uh, and they were bringing all of the, we taught on this Wednesday a little bit. You really need to listen to that message. And you can get the CD, tell the usher you want it, or you can go to the website, 
topwpb.org and go to the podcast and listen to it. Or you can check your email. You'll find out you've got 400 emails from me. And, but he's just so, what we're talking about, so when they were collecting for the, for the sanctuary, finally, finally Moses had to say, tell the people, it's enough. It's enough. I can't wait to stand up here and say to you, it's enough. It's enough. We can, we can build now. We can build. We can do this. Or we can buy something built and remodel. However the Lord opens up that door, we're going to leave that up to him. We're in, this, we're in this altar together. And thank you for coming. Thank you for coming and standing. Thank you for doing this. We're in this altar together today. Because I wanted God to look down on us like he looked down on Macedonia. When they said with one voice, we will give to the need. And I am believing, I am asking God that when we begin to pray in just a moment, no music, nothing leading us on, just us speaking to him about our desire to be a part of this. Come on, let's lift our hands and love him together right now. A word from the Lord. He's come to confirm today. He's come to confirm today. Come on, that's it. Open your mouth and speak to the Lord right now. Let him hear your voice. Let him hear your voice. Let him know without a doubt you're amongst the crowd. Let him know that you're a part of this. That your heart is in this. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. And God is going to begin to pour out his grace. That's what I'm believing God to do. He's going to open up the windows of heaven right now. Just like he just spoke to us. He's going to begin to pour out his grace and his blessings. He said, try me. Prove me. See if I won't open up the windows of heaven pour out blessings you cannot contain come on somebody open up your mouth don't let doubt get a hold of your heart speak to God here I am Lord I'm a part of it God I'm a part of it send the sanctuary money send the sanctuary offering oh God send it I'll give it to the kingdom I'll bless the kingdom I'll bless the kingdom I'll bless the kingdom send it Lord give it Lord we're here we're here here we are oh God I call upon I call upon you. 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 I call up
call upon you. We call upon you together. We speak with one voice. We cry to you with one mouth. We call out to you, sweet Jesus. I know you see us in our affliction. You see us in our poverty. But God, we stepped up and we said, God, you've asked for it. We will give it. You've requested it. We will respond. We will obey. And God, you are saying today, you're going to bless. You're going to bless. You're going to bless mightily, powerfully, overwhelmingly. God, men are going to give in our bosom. It's going to be shaken down, pressed, shaken, running over with the blessings of God. Are you a part of it? Are you a part of it? I'm a part of it. <laughs> I'm a part of it. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Bible says they rejoiced. It says they rejoiced. They rejoiced. They rejoiced. My, 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 I can feel it. I can feel it. Come on. I can feel it. I feel it. I feel the power. I feel His glory. I feel His anointing. I feel His blessings upon us. Thank you for being amongst us, Lord. Thank you for being in our midst. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 <laughs> Jesus. It's going to come unexpected. You're not going to expect it. God's going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you in your poverty. In your hardness, in your difficulty, God's going to bless you. God's going to open the window. God's going to enable you to do it. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. My, 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 my. Okay. Woo, my Lord have mercy. Mmm, ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh, I feel a thank you spirit. Come on, somebody just tell him thank you. Just say thank you. Let's just thank him. We thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord. Ah. One of the amazing things Paul the Apostle said to the church of Macedonia, my Lord have mercy. When he finally yielded to them and said, okay, you can give. He said, but I want you to look at your finances. And I only want you to give what you're able and that's what Paul the Apostle said to him. He said, don't be crazy. He said, look at what you've got and give what you're able to give. But God had so overwhelmingly came in with his grace and mercy. So they were willing to give what they were able. But then God poured on top of that beyond what they were able. And that's how they were able to give. Now, next Sunday, when you come in, there's going to be... An envelope in the bulletin. It's going to say sanctuary offering. And if you're giving cash and you don't care to get credit on your taxes or not, you don't have to put your name on that envelope. But if you want credit for your taxes at the end of the year, then you need to put your name on the envelope, okay? But we're going to take up our regular offering and tithe next Sunday. Our regular offering and tithe. And then towards the end of the service, we're going to dance down here with our our sanctuary off. And that's going to be awesome. We're going to have a wonderful time. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear the testimony. Anybody here like to be one of those to give a testimony next Sunday about what the Lord did between now, today, and... Amen. Touch that thing. Woo! And so that envelope is going to be in the bullet. Take it out. You give. God bless you. Listen to me. Listen, listen. It doesn't matter if all you have is a dollar. Be here. Open that envelope and put it in and give it. It's about being a part of it. Right? It's about being a part of it. Listen to your pastor. Don't you let that devil put condemnation in your heart. And say, well, because I can't give a certain amount, I'm not going to give it all. That's of the devil. That little stinking jerk. He wants your money. Whatever God enables you between now and next Sunday, whatever you have already able put aside, that's what you bring. That's what you bring. And if it's a dollar, it's a dollar. If it's 3,000, it's 3,000. If it's 10,000, it's 10,000. To God be the glory for every dime. Every dime. This is about us becoming one in this effort. Moving like a locomotive that nothing can shut down. Because when you do your part, God does for you. Beyond anything else you could. All right, this is how we're closing.
Listen, you have to find 10 people, hug their neck, and say, sanctuary offering. I love you. God bless you. I'm watching you. Brother and Sister Whittingham, Brother Whittingham, Brother Whittingham, we need you and your wife to help us at the baptism, and Sister Carmona, all right, we're going to baptize this young lady in Jesus' name. We do not have to tear down today, but please get your personal belongings and help us clean up the platform really nicely. Thank you, brother. Say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Everybody say yes. I'll say yes. pause to make this very important announcement if you have lost a camera a small digital camera the brand name is Olympus if you are missing a small digital camera please come up to the platform we have a small digital camera if it belongs to you please make your way up at this time 
I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your, oh, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me.